wonderful, wonderful word today. First uh, Peter in your Bibles this morning. Uh, this morning, First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. I want to try to give you a word today that God gave me a number of weeks ago, and the Lord just hadn't really given me the opportunity to preach it yet, and so I hope it'll be a blessing to you today, just maybe a little something we can grow on as we come into this brand new year. And so 1 Peter chapter 2 in your Bibles, when you find your place, if you'll stand with us, out of respect for the reading of God's Word, if you're able to stand, we're only going to read three verses today, so I'll tell you what let's do, church, let's read them all together. 1 Timothy chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to read the first three verses. And so let's start together on verse number 1. Ready? Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And I want to draw your attention to the verse that you figured is our text this morning. That's verse number two. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So I want to talk to you about the Bible today. I want to preach to you from the Bible about the Bible and you may be seated this morning, and we're going to have a word of prayer. And you pray, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to pray that God meets a lot of needs today and speaks to a lot of hearts today. Boy, how many know this? People are hurting. Boy, even this morning. Even this morning. Some deep, deep burdens this morning. And if there's ever been a day when we need this place like Brother Mike was talking about. Great day. We need it right now. I wouldn't let anything, I wouldn't let wild horses keep me away in 2021. You need what you're going to get here at Calvary Baptist Church. And so I hope that you'll, hope that you'll be faithful this coming year. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of being back in the Lord's house again today. And Lord, I want to thank you for the great spirit Lord, the wonderful fellowship that we sensed. Lord, as folks were coming here, Lord, many getting here even an hour early before the service began, fellowshipping, loving on one another, encouraging one another. Lord, speaking into the lives of their Christian brothers and sisters. It's such an important part of our day. And we thank you for the fellowship and then, Lord, we thank you for the great music today. My, my, what a wonderful service. The choir did a wonderful job. The congregational singing was phenomenal. And, Lord, thank you for this challenge that Brother Mike sang about today. And I pray that we'll let others see Jesus in us. And, Lord, now as we take just a few moments and gather around the greatest book that's ever been written, I pray, Father, that our minds and our attention would be totally centered on Christ. I pray, God, just for the next few moments that we will literally, on purpose, that we'll tune everything else out 
And God, that we will consciously, consciously think about the things of the Lord. Save that one that is lost without Jesus. Encourage that one that is in a a valley of discouragement today. God, speak through the live stream. God, that one that feels like they're on their last leg. Maybe they feel like they can't even make it until tomorrow. God, I pray today that you would speak life into their life. And I pray that they would realize that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Father, give us power, please. And help us, Lord, we pray. We love you. And we pray that Christ would be glorified in all that's done. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, I put a few bottles up here. Uh, Fresh milk, by the way, it's still cold. And uh, just uh, as way of, of visual today. I originally, and I really did, I originally considered entitling this message, Pay Attention to the Commas. Pay Attention to the Commas. I believe I've got a perfect Bible. I believe that not only are the words perfect, I believe the punctuation is perfect. And I believe that everything there is on purpose. And if we're not careful, a lot of times we'll read 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 2, we'll read it without giving it its proper context. But I want you to understand that there are two very important commas in verse number 2. Look at it with me again, if you will. The Bible says in verse number two, as newborn babes, comma, desire the sincere milk of the word, comma, that ye may grow thereby. Now, I'm, I'm guilty. A lot of times I'll just sort of read through this verse and not really read it in the context that I ought to read it in, but notice what the Bible is saying here. As newborn babes, comma, just like a baby does, in the same way that a, that a baby desires milk, so should we desire the Word of God in order that we might grow. The word desire there in verse number two means to intensely crave possession. I think the key word there is possession. To intensely crave possession. Did you know it's not that babies are always desperate to drink their milk. They just simply want it in their possession. They want it with them. Yes, they like to drink the bottle, but they not only want to drink the bottle, but they want to walk around with their bottle. If you're a parent today and you have little ones, you know what I'm talking about. They just want to have it in possession. They want to sleep with their bottle. It doesn't mean they necessarily want to drink it, but they want it with them. They want it close to them. They want it in their uh, near proximity. They, they want to play. Have you ever seen this? You ever seen a baby play with their bottle? Uh, they use it like a toy. They, uh, they, 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 want it, they want it with them at all times. And that's what the Bible is saying here. That milk makes them fulfilled. It offers them a sense of, of security. They're often restless without their bottle. If they don't have milk close at hand, they become restless. Now, this is an amazing analogy here the Bible gives us about babies and their milk. Uh, and, uh, and in the same way, you and I as Christian people ought to desire the Word of God just like a baby desires that milk. How many know that we ought to crave this book? 
Doesn't mean that you'll be able to read it all the time, but you ought to want it in your possession. I love what Brother Cox said the other night about the Word of God. Man, oh man. Uh, and I, I've been, I was thinking about it even last night. And I don't know about y'all, but I just like my Bible in my possession. I want it in close proximity. I can't always be reading it, but I like to carry it with me in the truck. I like to have it with me at night in the bedroom. Now I'm sleeping, but I want my Bible close by me. I, I, don't, leave my, I don't leave my Bible in my office down the hallway. I, I take my Bible with me to the bedroom and I, I have it close at hand. I, I, I want to know it's there. It's not that I'm going to read it, not that I'm going to study it, although I may, but I want it to be close. And when I have the Word of God close to me, it gives me a sense of security. And so it is with milk. And babies. Now I want to give you a, a few thoughts today, if I could, about this thing, and see if we can uh, see if this will help you today. How about this? Number one, we notice that milk sustains a baby's life. It sustains them. And when I say that, I mean this: it keeps them alive. Now, again, this is so simple. This morning, this is very simple preaching. But I want you to think with me this morning: a young baby can't handle a steak. Now, there's nothing better than a good, juicy steak. Some of you folks ruin yours. When you make it like a rock, you know, you cook it and cook it and cook it again. And, uh, but there's, a good, there, there's just something great about a, about a juicy steak. Or, or how about this? How about a wonderful hamburger? Oh, yes. Can I get a witness right there? Man, put some mustard on that bad boy and, and some ketchup and maybe some mayonnaise and, and some lettuce and tomato. Maybe throw a couple slices of bacon on there and, uh, and, and put some American cheese. And, uh, and man, what a blessing, yes. If I can't get your attention through Jesus, I'll just talk to you about hamburgers, amen. And uh, no, wait a minute now, seriously though, that is, that's, man, that's tempting. I, that sounds great. But the truth of the matter is a baby cannot eat a steak. And a baby cannot eat a hamburger. To be quite honest with you, if a baby is really, really young in their infant stage, a baby can't even handle baby food. They've got to have milk. They've got to have milk. It's not that they want it. It's not necessarily that they, that they long for it, but a baby has to have milk. It must be milk. Listen to what the apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Babies desperately need milk. They've got to have milk. They've got to have milk. Now, you say, Pastor, big deal. But it really is a big deal. Babies need milk. Hey, Calvary, can I encourage you this morning, whatever you do, don't get upset with the pastor when occasionally I serve milk from the pulpit. Sometimes you come and we, we're going to talk about simple things. Sometimes we're going to talk about faithfulness. Sometimes we're going to talk about tithing. Sometimes we're going to talk about the simplicity of salvation. And people may walk in and they say, Preacher, I know about all that. I've been saved for 20 and 30 and 40 years. And, and I've heard that. I've heard it time and time again. But you've got you to understand something. That not everybody's been saved for 30 years. 
Not everybody knows what you know. Not everybody is at that level of growth that you're at. And so when you walk in here and the preacher begins to serve some baby bottles, the preacher begins to serve some milk. But how many know this? Milk does the body good. Did you know it really doesn't matter how old you are? Milk still works. And so when you walk into Calvary Baptist Church and the preacher says, we're going we're gonna to preach on God's simple plan of salvation. Don't sit back there and say, oh, brother, here we go again. No, man, sit out there and say, Lord, fill it up, Lord. Fill my cup. And uh, Lord, I, I thank you for the steak of the word and I thank you for the hamburger of the word. But God, don't ever uh, help me never to get over the milk of the word of God. Why? Because milk sustains a baby's life. But I want to help you this morning. Number two, I noticed this, that milk settles a baby down. What do you mean, Pastor? Milk calms a baby. And you parents of young kids, which we have quite a few right now, you know this is the truth, that babies have a tendency to get really upset. Babies do what babies do. And oftentimes, babies cry. And sometimes they get upset over the silliest things. It's true, isn't it? Sometimes babies get upset. I mean, they just really get upset over things that aren't important. They get upset over things that are so insignificant. Somebody comes and takes a toy away from them. It's not even their toy. But another kid comes over and takes their toy away. And boy, they just go all to pieces. And they begin to cry. And they begin to weep. Or, or how about this? They just simply lose sight of mama. Mama didn't leave them. Mama didn't forsake them. <laughs> mama didn't leave them at the grocery store. Although she has thought about it a time or two. <laughs> she just got out of their sight. Maybe even at their home. She just got in another room. She, she went in to take a bath or, uh, or whatever the case may be. And, and uh, sometimes, I know, sometimes you mamas, you're like, can I change my, can I change my name, you know? Uh, uh, don't call me mama anymore today. All right, I'm, I'm at the limit. Uh, and they just see you leave a room. And, and all of a sudden they get upset because they, they lose sight of you. Or somebody makes a loud noise. Or somebody makes a funny face at them. Or maybe a friend Maybe a little friend won't play with them. And because that little friend won't play specifically with them, they get upset about it. Or somebody calls them a name. And because somebody calls them a name, they lose control over things that in reality are so small. Oh, we're running well this morning. They lose control over things that really, as my daddy used to say, don't amount to a hill of beans. But it's amazing how they can be given a bottle. And that bottle can calm them down. That bottle can soothe them. That bottle can still their emotions. Nothing else seems to work. You can pat them on the bottom. You can pat them on the head. You can uh, try to give them a toy. You can try to, different things. But all of a sudden, when you bring that milk out and you give them that bottle full of milk, it offers them security. It offers them calmness. It offers them that, that, uh, that, that, that thing that soothes them and gives them peace. 
It's amazing. 30 years pastoring at this church now. More than that in the ministry. I've noticed that through the years I've met a lot of Christians who are like babies. They get upset over the silliest things. <laughs> they get upset over things, to be quite honest with you, that really don't amount to a hill of beans. What's really so bad is a lot of times Christians get upset, they get sideways with the Lord, they get out of the house of God, and then a year or two later they don't even remember what it was they got upset about. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Uh, listen, it was, it was not a big deal. Somebody looked at you wrong. Somebody misshaking your hand. Uh, somebody said something to you, and maybe they shouldn't have said it, but they said it. They said it, and so just deal with it. But babies get upset over the least little thing. But I'm glad this morning that milk, the milk of the Word of God will settle you right now. Psalm 119, 165 says it like this, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That's what it says. Great peace, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Listen to what the Bible says. In uh, Psalm 119, verse 50, the Bible says, This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Listen to what Isaiah said in Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Amen. I'm going to amen myself this morning. Did you know as long as you stay in the Word of God, as long as you stay in the milk, as long as you stay in the milk of the Word of God and keep your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you're going to have perfect peace and every other thing's not going to upset you and every other person's not going to upset you and every other circumstance is not going to upset you. And, and people say, preacher, how can you be so peaceful? How can you be so peaceful when everything's going on like it is in Washington, D.C. and everything's going on in the world? I'll tell you how I can be peaceful because I had my bottle this morning. Amen. I had my bottle last night. I, I made sure that, that in my diet it includes the Word of God. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing and nothing, and nothing shall offend them. Dr. Tom Malone used to say, it's in the book. What are you going to do about it? If you're the kind of person who consistently stays upset and gets easily upset, my dear friend, I love you this morning, but I love you enough to tell you something. It is an indicator that you're not using the milk of the Word of God. There's nothing that'll give you peace like God's word. Amen. Listen to Psalm 85, eight. The psalmist said, I will hear what God the Lord will speak for he will speak peace Amen. unto his people and, unto, and, and to his saints. Milk sustains a baby's life. Milk settles a baby down. But how about this one? Number three, milk can sour a baby's stomach. It really can, can it? Now think about it. If it's not heated uh, properly, if it's not refrigerated correctly, this, this, this is real milk, by the way. 
If we took this milk and just left it there for several days, well, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right to feed that to a, a little baby. It'd make them sick. It'd make their stomach sour. If the baby isn't burped appropriately, it can upset the baby's digestion. Did you know that God's Word can react the same way in the life of the child of God? Did you know that John said in Revelation chapter 10, verse number 10, and I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter, was bitter. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 8, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, stumble. The word of God, if you're not careful, the word of God can actually cause you to stumble. You said, wow, pastor, I thought you said, I thought you said that, that the milk of the word of God was great. It is great. It's better than great. I thought you said the word of God will settle you down, and it will settle you down. But if you're not careful, the word of God can sour your stomach. Therefore, several things. Number one, it's important that you study it often. You got to study it. You got to study it. So let's just say that, let's just say that this was water, cold water, and I and you're feeding your baby formula. I get I put cold, ice cold water in a bottle. I get that little formula can out. I get the scoop, dip the formula out, I dump it in the bottle, I screw the lid back on and say, here you go. It doesn't work. I honestly and truly, that may make that baby sick. It's going to clump up in the nipple. It's not going to be evenly distributed. You know what I've got to do? I've got to take that bottle. I've got to pour the formula in it. I've got to shake it up. I've got to heat it up. Then I give it to the baby. Now, this is what I'm saying. If you don't put a little bit into the Word of God, you're not going to get a lot out of the Word of God. You don't put a lot into the Word of God. And so you've got to study it and read it. And you say, well, Pastor, I, I read it on Monday. It didn't do anything for me. Okay, then go back and read it on Tuesday. You say, well, preacher, I read it on Monday and Tuesday, but it didn't do anything for me. Okay, then go back and read it on Wednesday and read it on Thursday and read it on Friday and read it on Saturday and read it every single day and study, 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 study. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen, the reason that a lot of people get soured from the word of God is because they don't study God's word like they need to. And so study the Word of God. But how about this? Number two, it's important that you read it within its context. Amen. You've got to read this book in its context. In other words, you can't just take a verse out of context and make it say what you want it to say. Which, by the way, is what a lot of religions are doing. A lot of churches this morning, preachers are doing that. They're just pulling a scripture out of the Bible and they're just preaching it any way they want to preach it. It's important that you read the Bible in its context. And you say, Pastor, what do you mean? Well, I heard about the story of a young man and he didn't want to study the Word of God. And so he had a habit and this, this was his habit. He just, he said, that's, that's not how I do it. He said, I just closed my Bible up and he said, I just let my Bible fall open. And then he said, without looking, I point at my Bible, I point at that verse. And he said, I want God to speak to me from it. 
So he did that. He closed his Bible up. He closed his eyes. He let his Bible fall open and he pointed to a verse. And he looked at the verse and the verse said this, and Judas went out and hanged himself. And he thought, hmm, I wonder what the Lord's trying to say. So I better try that again. He closed his Bible and he closed his eyes. He let it fall open and he pointed down to a verse and it, it said this, go and do thou likewise. This unwise young man thought, man, I need some clarification, Lord. So he closed his Bible the third time, closed his eyes. He let it fall open. He pointed to the verse. And this time it said, what thou doest do quickly. <laughs> now, Calvary, that's reading the Bible out of context. In fact, someone said this, and this is a little humorous, but someone said this is the parable of the Good Samaritan minus context. It goes like this. Once there was this man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. We're good so far, right? He fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked him. And as he went on, he didn't have money and he met the queen of Sheba. She gave him a thousand talents of gold and a hundred changes of raiment. And he got into a chariot and drove furiously. And when he was driving under a big juniper tree, his hair got caught on a limb of that tree and he hung there many days. And the ravens brought him food to eat and water to drink and he ate a 5,000 loaves of bread and two fishes. One night when he was hanging there asleep, his wife Delilah came along, cut off his hair, and he dropped and fell on stony ground. But he got up and went on. And it began to rain. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And he hid himself in a cave, and he lived on locusts and wild honey. Then he went on till he met a servant who said, come, take supper at my house. And he made an excuse and said, no, I won't. I've married a wife, and I can't go. And the servant went out in the highways and the hedges, and compelled him to come in. After supper, he went in and came on down to Jericho. And when he got there, he looked up and saw old Queen Jezebel sitting way up high in a window. She laughed at him. Then he said, throw her down again. They threw her down 70 times seven. And the fragments that remained, they picked up 12 baskets full, besides women and children. And they said, blessed are the peacemakers. Now whose wife do you think she'll be in the judgment day? Now, here's what I want you to understand. All of what I just read is actually in the Word of God, but not in context. And that's how the Word of God can be. If you just read it out of its context, it's liable to say anything. So it's important that you study it every day. It's important that you read it in this context. And how about this, Calvary? It's important that you have a pastor that can feed you. Jeremiah chapter three, verse number 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now we're talking about the milk, the milk of the word of God. Milk sustains a baby's life. Milk settles a baby down. Milk sour can sour a baby's stomach and we're done today. But listen to this last one. Number last is this, milk strengthens a baby's body. Amen. Now you have to be old school. You have to be, and I'm not old. Amen. I'm not ancient like Brother Mike, okay? But, I, but uh, I'm not old, but I am old enough to remember a few things that a lot of young people don't know anything about. 
When I was growing up, we didn't have any better sense than to drink milk on a regular basis. In fact, Mama wanted us to drink milk. Mom would say, you need your milk. Makes your bones strong. And so we would drink milk. I mean, we drank milk all the time. I still, to this day, I love a tall, ice-cold glass of milk. Can I get an amen right there? Now, it don't love me as much as I love it, but I, I love milk. I can, remember, I can remember with my dad, I can remember going down to the local dairy farm right there close to our house and pasteurized. We didn't really know what that was all about. But we would go down to the local dairy and daddy would get a, a, a gallon. I'm talking a friend, it just came out of the cow. It was still warm. And we'd get milk and daddy would take it home. Listen, I even remember, this is the truth, you're going to think I'm a dinosaur now, but I, I remember we had our own milk cow. We had our own milk cow. We milked our own cow. We called her Betsy. She was a Jersey cow. And man, she gave a great milk. And, and, and uh, now I just said that, say this, that, that you know what? We always, at our home, we always had milk on hand. And the reason that we made such a big deal out of milk is because mom and dad knew something. That milk made us stronger. That milk helped us in building good health. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalm 1, verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. What, what are you saying? I'm saying that this book, you may not understand it all, but this book will strengthen your life. It'll strengthen you, by the way. When you're reading it and it doesn't even seem to make sense, it's helping you. Did you know that God made a promise? He said this, His word would not return void. So you come to church on a Sunday morning, preacher preaches, a, a, okay, maybe the preacher lays an egg. I've been here 30 years, can I, I, I'm going to lay some. You come here and it's like, well, preacher, preacher wasn't on his best game today. But can I make you a promise? If you'll come and be here, God will help you. Because his word never returns void. You get in your word and you begin to read your, your Bible and it may, it may not seem like it just zings you that day. It may not seem like, uh, seem like, seem like it just really did anything for you today. But I promise you, uh, when God makes a promise, it's true. And God said, my word will never return void. I think it was Alicia Mortensen that said, if I should live a thousand years and search it every day, the precious word of God would still shed light upon my way. Should every other earthly thing be severed from my grasp, I pray that I may ever hold my Bible till the last. And someday when he calls me home and I at last can look upon his face, I want to kneel and thank him for his book. I love this. Someone said the Bible, your Bible, is like a telescope. If a man looks through his telescope, he sees the worlds beyond. But if he looks at his telescope, all he sees is the telescope. 
The Bible is a thing to be looked through to see that which is beyond. The problem is that most people just look at. When God wants to give you something great from his word, we're done. Little boy asked his friend. He said, why does your grandma study her Bible so much? He said, every time I come over to your house to play, he said, your grandma is studying her Bible. Why does your grandma study her Bible so much? And the friend said, I'm not sure. He said, I think she's studying for her finals. (laughs) Calvary, you know why I'm preaching this message this morning? We're studying for our finals. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, we're in the last quarter, my friend. I believe we're in the last days. I believe we're in the last of the last days. And if we've ever became students of God's word, I believe 2021 ought to be the year where we say, I'm going to get into the milk of the word of God and let it change me, let it transform me, let it encourage me, let it speak to me, let it convict me, let it change me. The milk of the word of God. Well, aren't you thankful for that today? Aren't you thankful for the Bible? Let's all bow our heads this morning. Father, thank you for this challenge this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to be students of the Word of God. Lord, as we, as we begin this brand new year, and Lord, just like 2020, we're not exactly sure what 2021 will, will unfold. But we know this, God is on the throne. And we know this, that we still have the precious word of God. And Father, I pray that in 2021, oh, Father, I pray that you would give this church a pastor that is a student of the word of God. Father, I pray that you would fill this place, Lord, fill this place with people that have a desire, a craving, to have the Word of God in in their possession, to read it, to study it, to read it in its context, to hear preaching and teaching. Lord, to let it get in their mind, to let it get in their heart. Lord, 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 may we be like a sponge in 2021. May we literally soak up the Word of God. Lord, I pray in 2021 that we'll memorize more Scripture than we've ever memorized in our life. Father, so that as Brother Mike sang a while ago, so others can see Jesus in me. Lord, I pray that you're working lives today. We thank you for your blessings now in Jesus' name. And our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. A couple questions. Number one, I wonder how many are here today and you'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I know beyond a shadow of any doubt, I know that I'm born again and on my way to heaven. If you can honestly, between you and Jesus, say that, would you slip your hand up? You can take it right back down. God bless you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. I want to ask a second question. I wonder if there may be one here today. I I won't embarrass you. I promise you I won't embarrass you. But I wonder if there may be one here today who would say, Pastor, I could not raise my hand. I want to. Preacher, I want to raise my hand. 
but I'm just not sure. Preacher, I want to go to heaven. I want to go. I don't want to spend eternity in hell, but I'm just not sure. Preacher, would you please remember me in your prayers? Right now, you'd slip up your hand and let me pray for you. Would you raise it up real high? All right. I see those hands. It's time to pray, Calvin. Is there another? Preacher, if I died today, I'm not sure that I would go. I want to go. I'm just not sure. Pastor, pray for me, please. Right now, you'd slip your hand up. Right now. Wave at me. Raise it real high. Preacher, I don't know. I don't know. I see that little hand. I'm going to pray for these. Number three. I wonder today, are you a student of the Word of God? Are you reading it every day? Are you letting it get inside of you, speak to you, make a change, make a new creature? So here's what I'm going to ask today. Let's use the altar. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I want to become a student of God's Word. Maybe today you just need to tiptoe down around this old-fashioned altar and seal that decision and say, Lord, would you teach me? Holy Spirit, would you teach me this year? Would you show me some great truths? Maybe I could pass it down to somebody else. God, would you help me to be a student of God's Word? Let's all stand this